one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Twenty-three of the program. Um, I'm a few minutes late today. I've had some technical issues. Uh, hit me up with those questions. Let's get rolling on them right away. So we are finishing up week ten, our revamp week and tweak, and then on Sunday we're going to introduce uh, the tweak for week eleven and twelve, which is personalizing the food plan. Now, heads up on this. Very much still following the program. There's all of the guidelines, all of the structure. You are not on your own. Um, that's a lot of people perceive that when we say personalizing the food plan. What you're doing really is taking everything that you have learned over these last few months and implementing it in a very structured way. If anything, you are doing all of the things. Um, so make sure you pop into the group on Sunday. You review those guidelines. Uh, if you have access to the Facebook support group, make sure you ask any questions that you have to be super clear on it. It's a, it's kind of the first step in, um, eating in tune to your body's needs, like, re and really starting to trust that. This is sort of where we transition into trust. Because a lot of what you're doing up to this point is just following the food plan, doing exactly what we tell you to do, eat what you need to eat when you need to eat it. And this is really kind of picking up on the fact that your body's needs change every day. And you probably notice this throughout the program. You have some days where you're super hungry and other days where you're not really hungry at all. That is normal. This structure of these larger breakfast, lunch, and dinner meals is based sort of something that we've created out of being social and something that's kind of based on how we've evolved. And your body doesn't need significant amounts, significantly larger amounts of food at any other time throughout the day. If you really break it down and think about it, it's not like you need a larger meal at 12 or a larger meal at five for dinner, or a larger meal when you wake up. And one of the things that we've learned with this process is you can't eat more food and have it last you longer. It's not how the body works. The body takes what it needs at the time and then simply gets rid of or stores the rest, right? So a lot of times we think, well, let's eat a big breakfast because we have a really busy long day today. So eating that big breakfast, if anything, is going to zap our energy because it's going to overload our system. Our insulin levels are going to go up, then they're going to come crashing down. Um, so it's really all about eating the right foods at the right time. Same thing with this program and carbs. It's not a low-carb program. It's not a high-fat, high-protein program. It's eating the right foods at the right time and being in tune to when your body needs those. So uh, so the tweak next week in the last couple weeks, and for those of you who are, are are ready to reach your goal, are getting close to reaching your goal, and you're ready to have that maintenance conversation, we're going to have that. We're going to have that that conversation. But this week is really um, the setup for being even more in tune to your body's needs and um, you know picking up on your body's changing needs day to day. And it's also the setup for maintenance. Because once you're done losing your weight, and a lot of people love the way that you're eating right now, but you don't want to be following a plan or a structure when it comes to maintaining your weight. You don't want to do weird shit. Any kind of weird shit, have to think about it at all 
all when you're maintaining your weight. You just want to wake up, look good, feel good, go about your day, and make choices that meet your body's needs. And this is sort of the lead up to that. Um, I had an interesting question today uh, from someone who said, I, I haven't signed up for the spring summer group because I don't know what to do. I'm five pounds from my goal. What do I do? And she said, well, if I, if I start the spring group, can I switch over to maintenance? So you can't switch programs over to maintenance because one of the ways that you can maintain or solidify your weight is by repeating the program again. And so her concern was, well, once I reach my goal, I don't want to lose any more weight. So I hate to tell you, but if your body is storing excess fat, it's going to get rid of it at this point regardless. So you may reach your weight loss goal and then you might end up releasing a few more pounds because your body is going to determine what's healthiest for you. So, but with that said, once you reach your lowest low, you're, once you go into maintenance, you're not trying to see your lowest low every day, right? So your weight is going to stay about five pounds above that just from your body, just like, you know, um, when you eat adding carbohydrates, for example, your body retains more water with that. So that's where you want that fluctuation in that range. So my weight's about 119, but I fluctuate up as high as 130 and, you know, back and forth throughout the month, sort of depending on where I'm at and how I'm feeling. So once you hit your lowest low, you're going to sit about five pounds above that when you're in maintenance. It's not like you've gained weight back. It's just this, with the regular systems of your body and not living a life where you're focused on seeing your lowest low every day, chances are you're going to sit about five pounds above. Um, so you want to keep that in mind and, and uh, take that into account. So we're going to talk about maintenance at the, at the end of the program. Um, you can, though, if you have access to the app and if you have the book, read ahead. So if you're interested in knowing what maintenance is about, first of all, join us over on the podcast Way of Majid and listen to the maintenance conversations that we're having. And then also, if you're wondering what you need to do structure-wise, um, pop into the pop into the app, pop into the book, head over to the maintenance section, and you can start reading all about it. So, so um, if you don't know what to do, you have two options when it comes to continued weight loss. To repeat the program again, which is super effective, as we know, all of our guests from the Spill the Tea segments. Also, make sure you check out this week's Spill the Tea with Jessica Coombs. It's such a good one. Um, or you can go it on your own using your personalizing the plan, which we're going to introduce next week. So if you if you want to come back with us, great. It's an amazing option. If you don't, you want to do it on your own, you also have an option there too. You also have two options when it comes to maintenance. So when it comes to finally and forever, those four stages, right? Lose your weight, maintain, uh, solidify your weight, trust your new weights and then move on with your life. So there's different stages of to get to that finally and forever. Just because you're done losing your weight doesn't mean that the work that you need to do, especially all that mental work that you need to do is done. There's still more work that you need to do. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but there's still more work that you need to do after you're done losing your weight in order to solidify your weight and be able to trust it and move on to get to that place where you wake up, look good, feel good, go about your day. So uh, with that, when it comes to solidifying your weight, which is the next stage after you lose it, you have two options. You can repeat the program again for the sake of solidifying your weight, which is beneficial, obviously, because you're working through a lot of the same issues and whatnot. It also helps your body to level up. It's, it's a very proactive process in terms of just making your body healthier and you more, even more in tune to its needs. 
And then you can also personalize the plan in order to maintain your weight. So they're very similar, but it's all about intention. So with the question that we were asked today about, well, if I do the program again, I don't want to lose any more weight. Well, it's all about when you do the program again for maintenance, you're going through all the steps, but not as you know, hardcore or diligently or with the intention of losing. So you have to maximize your efforts and do all these things and, you know, make sure you're drinking the water, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. Like trying to lose weight is a lot different than trying to maintain your weight, even though we use similar techniques in order to do that. So if you're doing the program again, and you're not looking to lose any more weight, then you don't have to like make sure you're maxing out your efforts, being super diligent, you know, doing all the things that you need to do to get that and get keep that scale moving. Do you know what I mean? So it's a, there's a difference between just going through the program through the motions, which has the benefits of the of the feels and helping your body level up and taking it a step further in order to get that scale to move. So hopefully that brings you a bit of insight. I want to get into these questions today. Good morning. Good morning. How is it only Wednesday? I know, Angela, I'm thinking the same thing. Today I thought it was Thursday as well. I'm kind of happy about that because I got a lot to do this week and I, I like the extra, I love that I got an extra day in my week even though I didn't, but it feels like that. <laughs> Hi, Sharon. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Only able to listen this morning as needed to head out. Hope you all have an amazing day. Well, that's great. Hi, Shannon. Another Shannon. One bowel movement from goal. <laughs> Point two pounds to go. We'll join the next group and maintenance and rock the rest of this group out. I love this. So first of all, we are speaking of bowel movements. In the group today, we are revisiting the topic of bowel movements. You probably noticed your bowel movements kind of changing and evolving throughout the, this process. Um, very normal to have those loose bowel movements. Loose bowel movements, very normal to have those bouts of constipation. I had wine last night, so my brain is a little bit slow. <laughs> my, my, or my mouth is slow uh, compared to where my brain is at this morning. This is why I'm mumbling and stumbling all over my words. Um, but what were we talking about? Um, yesterday, the spill the tea conversation with Jessica. So she's on her fifth group. She's working through maintenance right now. She's down 50 pounds. And so a great conversation with her about that uh, and the process behind maintaining your weight. So definitely check that out, especially if you're close to maintenance. Definitely check that out. If you're wondering, the last two conversations, actually all of our spill the tea guests have been amazing. But the last two in particular, uh, this week and last week, really talking about the evolution of what you go through in terms of group to group to group to group. So it's the same base information and concepts group to group. Each season is different. So there are some tweaks in terms of how you're navigating. You get the same amazing support. You know, we all have guest segments. We try to keep it fresh and new group to group to group. Um, but it's really what you're learning group to group to group and what your body is focused on group to group, which is different because when you start, you know, for example, if this is your first group, your body started functioning on this kind of certain level, right? Maybe at like a two or a three. And then, you know, as you progress through the program, yes, you're dropping weight, but you're helping your body level up, strengthen your mind-body connection. So maybe your body is functioning when you finish on like a five or a six. So then you go into the next program, you're starting from that five or six, right? Like you're, you're, you're not starting all over again. You're taking the bo taking your body and all the changes that you've made and mentally all the things that you've leveled up on into the next program and process and running your body through that. And this is one of the things Jessica talked about is that each time she did the program, she learned new things. Her body responded differently. Same, but different in, in, you know, in all the most amazing ways. And the things that she worked on changed, right? So she was just talking about personalizing the food plan. She's just kind of getting her head around that now in week five as she's working through maintenance, you know? So, and I talked about this yesterday too, um, off the conversation with Ruth Kane, who's studying that she's the professor 
at the University of Ottawa I was studying the program in the process where she was talking about maintenance and how you know sometimes it's easier for people who've lost a lot of weight to navigate through maintenance than someone who hasn't lost a lot of weight because of the time they have or haven't put into the program and so for example someone who's lost 80 pounds like Sarah Schulman who we had a couple weeks ago you know she's done what four groups so four groups She's put that time and energy, not only to solidifying her weight physically, but working through her issues and associations and habits and such to get her mentally to that place where she's ready to move on. Where someone who only has, not only, but someone who has 20 pounds to lose, five pounds, 15 pounds to lose, and you can spend the same, you can still spend 20 years in the diet industry trying to lose the same 20 pounds over again. So, you know, someone could spend the last 20 years trying to lose 20 pounds, just like someone could spend the last 20 years doing 80, you know, trying to lose 80 pounds. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on there, right? So, you know, someone who uh, loses 20 pounds and let's say you lose your weight in one program, which is great physically, but you might need to put months into the mental part of the process, getting to trust the weight that you've lost, getting to trust your body, strengthen that mind-body connection, right? So, so that conversation was really interesting. Jessica's message about doing the best that she can each day during her spill the take T segment was amazing. Yeah, so she had a really interesting perspective, Jessica, uh, in the sense that she, a lot of people when it comes to dieting, they're very, like, you're, this is why we're constantly drilling progress over perfection, are coming and are very hard on themselves about the things that they're not doing and really focused on the things that they're not doing rather than celebrating the things that you are doing. And it's really important to celebrate the things that you're doing because that reinforces that behavior. So when you feel good about the things that you're doing, you're more likely to continue doing those things. And that's one of the ways that you can work to break old habits is by reinforcing your new habits. But if you're constantly on yourself about what you're not doing you know it's it's it was a very interesting perspective it was like she was like first of all she looked at it as one big long journey so she didn't look at it as five groups she looked at it as one big continuous journey which I think is super cool and the fact that she was like she focused on the things that she was doing really well so especially if she wasn't in a great place mentally like I'm I'm happy I got my water in today check that's amazing you know what I mean I'm happy that I got you know three out of five of my meals and snacks in today you know like really focusing on the things that you are doing rather than the things that you aren't doing which was definitely a perspective that I don't want to say a fresh perspective because a lot of there, I would imagine there's quite a few people that function like that, but we tend to fester in our funk and we tend to focus on the negative. And it was just a good reminder that you don't have to have that take where your heart, sometimes I think people feel like when you're hard on yourself and you're, you're, you're holding yourself more accountable when that might not be so motivating. And so we talked about kindness. I actually, uh, in that conversation reminded me a couple of years ago, I wrote this post on kindness being the key to a weight loss is just giving yourself grace and, you know, reinforcing the things that you are doing and, you know, having that really kind internal dialogue to motivate yourself. You know, at the end of the day, it's up to you to show up and make the change. It's really up to you if you're going to be here at the end or not. It's really up to you whether you're going to keep going and reach your goal. You know what I mean? It's, it's up to you to do the work, especially when you don't want to do the work, you know, so such a, such a great conversation. So much, so much really... I, I just, if you haven't been watching or listening to the Spill the Tea segments, I highly suggest you do because afterwards when we were able, um, after the segment, 
we had this kind of post-production meeting and we were able to talk to Jessica there and Kim and I were kind of reflecting back on the segment. Kim and I, we can talk about each week and talk about the things that you guys are concerned about or have questions about, but we, we can't bring what our guests bring. Our, our guests are real people and they bring real conversation with real feels. And I think that that's really tangible. And so, you know, seeing me you know, do my check-ins every day, seeing me tell you how it is all my lives every day. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, I'm here to help and give you guidance, but I think what our guests bring is like a whole other level of especially connecting and having those aha moments. So if you feel like you don't have the time to watch the Spill the Teas, download them as a podcast when you're out for a walk or you're driving or, you know, whatever. They really are worth listening, honestly. And you can skip past Kim and like what Kim and I have to say, and just go right to where the guest segment is. In fact, we've been time coding, I don't know if you notice, on all of the lives and all of the segments, especially Dr. Paul, my goodness, ah! What a great conversation with Dr. Paul yesterday. Just, and ask him anything. I mean, we just rapid fired through a whole bunch of things. So we've time coded it, which we meant, what means, well, we've gone through it and we've marked like poignant conversations where you might want to check out the conversation on supplements that we had with him or the conversation on gallbladder or supporting your thyroid or adaptogens or, you know, all the different topics that we talked about. So we actually time coded them and we did this, we do this on the live. So you might notice if you're watching the lives after the fact, you can, you can go through them and see what, what point we talk about certain things. And we also do this on the podcast as well. So uh, you can kind of do a scan and then kind of pick out the conversations. Hi, Martha. Good morning. I started off great with nutrient-rich breakfast, started driving to work and feeling more and more nauseous, ended up, ah, I don't know where you ended up. I don't know where you ended up. Uh, I thought I had the flu. Hi, Lori. Turns out it's food poisoning. <laughs> That's horrible. I don't know why I'm laughing. I think I'm laughing because I'm delirious because I've had sick kids with the flu, home barfing the last couple days. Uh, sticking to fruit as it's lighter. Uh, I looked at having coffee and my body spoke to me and said, no, water is what you need. You don't understand for this girl to turn down a coffee is unbelievable. Even more that my body spoke to me and told me what I really want. Yeah! So I love this. Not the fact that you have food poisoning because that's terrible. Um, your body is on your side and this is where that trust comes in. That your your body wants you to feel good. Your body wants you to make choices that make it feel good. Um, you know, and this is where you can really get to trust your body but so many of us don't trust our bodies because after years of dieting where we work so hard to lose the weight we feel like our body just packed it on we feel like our body's resistant feel like our body's working against us when the reality is that's not reality your body is really on your side and it really wants you to feel really good so you know you may feel like oh I can't go without my coffee Ask your body how you really feel about it, out of your head, in your belly. Chances are every day your body's like, I, can we just not have the coffee? Can we just, my body says this to me every day. You know, maybe we should just not have the coffee, And but my brain is like, yeah, screw you, I want the coffee. So, you know, to me, I make a conscious choice to have the coffee, even though I know it's not the best for my stomach. The other day, though, I wasn't feeling so hot, and I was like, you know what, have a green tea instead, and I did. I had green tea and I was like, wow, look at me, you know? So this is where you gotta get to trust that. So I love that. Sometimes it takes extreme circumstances, but look what you've learned, right? Your body is there for you, even though it took getting food poisoning, which really sucks. 
Hope you feel better soon. Food poisoning is the worst. Hi, Jill. I signed up for the next program. I have a little more to lose. If I reach my goal, I will switch to maintenance, but I want to commit to continuing my weight loss goal. Yeah, so so maintenance is you have to, like people will join the next group to solidify their weight and also join the maintenance group and the conversations that we have over there. So once you get into ma the maintenance group, there are people who are personalizing the plant food plan to solidify their weight, and there are people who are repeating the program to solidify their weight. So people People are kind of choosing how they are solidifying their weight and then we all have this one big massive maintenance conversation about it which is really cool so the maintenance group is different in the fact that it's not structured it's not a guided process you pay one price it gets you in um, we have a team of people in there answering questions at any time you have questions um, we do do daily posts we have discussions we do fun giveaways um, we're working on booking some new guests um, and so I also go live like today on Wednesdays we have our way in Wednesday conversation where we talk about the things that people are working through in maintenance it's such a fascinating conversation ah um, we also are joined by guests who share their experience in maintenance so real people who've been working through maintenance um, and we have conversations with them you have access to those conversations in being in this group over on our podcast so you can listen to all those way in Wednesday conversations you can listen to what I discuss on the live when it's specifically geared to maintenance so a lot of times people will be members of both groups right um, one of the other things, if you're new to the program, we get a lot of people talking about um, the app. And if you have, so once you're done the 91 days of the winter program in the app, it will turn into a general tracker that you can just use to track everything that you want to track. If you are continuing to maintenance, you can continue to track while you're in maintenance. If you are continuing to lose weight on your own, you can continue to use the app. If you've signed up for the spring summer group, you will unlock that program in the app. And then once that group starts, the, the app will switch from a general tracker into the 91 days of the program you will still have access to all of the data that you are collecting for yourself from the app so you don't lose any of that you also don't lose access to this group and this is important for those of you who are working behind the group you will still have access to all the videos all the information at the end of the program obviously we stop posting we stop commenting we stop working in the group but you will still have access to all the group if you need where is that comment Emanuela the conversation about stress with dr. Paul really Really resonated with me I stuck to the plan did all the things yesterday weight is up today so my fortune teller tells me that I have a drop on the scale coming yeah it does yeah man stress I love the conversation with dr. Paul reinforcing stress and and how it's so hard on your body because this really wasn't much of a conversation in my earlier groups like we we talked about stress and of course I had a post on stress and sleep but like I do now but it wasn't such a a major player when it came to weight loss um, you know people were starting to talk about cortisol and insulin and all of that kind of stuff I mean they, they 30 years ago no one was talking about cortisol levels no one was talking about insulin no one was talking about the microbiome like you have to understand 30 years ago when I was helping people lose weight no one was fucking talking about any of this stuff no one was talking about that remember that was back in the day where calories are calories not mac macros and micros and <laughs> man weight, weight loss has become so complicated it's so complicated but I remember during the pandemic um, when it first happened I was running a group and this is sort of when we made that transition remember when the school shut down everything shut down and not to bring up those memories but I lost like half my group like they just stopped showing up and it was really interesting because all of a sudden people had all the time in the world to focus on their weight loss journey but they didn't have the capacity because they were really stressed out and their, their, their environments changed they were at work now they're at home their kids were at school and now they were at home people were scared they were nervous were all those things 
And throughout the pandemic, um, really stress really has come to light. People are really suffering from stress and the, the deterioration on our bodies and just physically, mentally, all of that. And so I've been able to see it in real time, how it's been affecting people's weight loss journeys. And that's why it's become more important in terms of a conversation and a key factor to focus on for some people when trying to lose weight. And even myself, and I've been, I, you know, I obviously, it's not about talking about myself. It's about sharing what I know with people. I've had this very stressful kind of past year where I was sick in the springtime and then I kind of just rapidly got back. I had a very stressful summer with some some personal stuff I was dealing with with my kids and then I rolled into the group and then it really hit me in October and just talking and just this the stress um, with with hormones plus actual health issues my weight went up I just felt off and it's taken me about a good six months I talked about this with Dr. Paul to kind of calm everything down so stress is no joke I've always seen the stress after the holidays so Christmas holidays you know the reason why um, it like it takes about three weeks for your body to calm down just from like basic stress like the stress of the holidays but stress is like it's a it's a major player ma'am why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, Jennifer. One of my eight and a half year old daughters is struggling recently with her body image and it's killing me that she's feeling this way at such an early age. Yeah, her, t her twin sister is very tiny and she compares herself to her. Instead of using dialogue with her, I've offered to go on walks after dinner and reduce the amount of snacks in the pantry. She's felt much better after our walks. It's so hard as a mom to know she's feeling this way. I remember feeling this way at her age. Yeah. Oh, it's just so, you know, we don't, I say this to my kids all the time because my kids are teens. I don't know what it's like to be a kid at their age because when I was their age, life was so much simpler. We didn't have, we don't have like bombarded with media and online and trying to, you know, we didn't have like Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and that instant communication. You know, we had to ride our bikes to our friend's place. We had to get out of the house. We had to go knock on our, their doors. We had to, you know, meet their parents. We had to, you know what I mean? We, we had to do so many things that, you know, created, you know, resilience and exposure and all of that. And, and, you know, if there was a bully in the schoolyard, you know, you just get in a fight or whatever. And, you know, it didn't continue online afterwards. And so especially with body image and then dieting, like there's so much conversation about dieting. And then I love this new body positivity movement. But unfortunately, 
the body positivity movement has been so tied into weight, which is so unfortunate. And so even then it just exaggerates the conversation of weight, right? And now you have all these filters and you have all these expectations and all these, you know, influencers who are literally influencing. And, you know, when it comes to dieting, unfortunately, people are really messed up. They, they, even when they have best of intentions, they, they, they don't know what to talk about or how to talk about it. You know, and so self-love should be a conversation about loving yourself, you know, no matter what size that you are. Like, you know, someone who's disfigured, for example, should be able to love themselves. You know, um, someone who has disabilities should be able to love themselves. It shouldn't have anything to do with your weight. And so I think that, you know, we're, we live in a very judgmental society. So you want to teach people how to keep energy directed at yourself. That's a big part of what we do in the program, which really helps with self-confidence and working through your issues is to focus on yourself and your own own shit. Every time you focus on other people and judging, you're put, you're stepping outside of yourself, you know, and you're putting your energy out there rather than in here, you know? And so it's, it's a, it's a tough conversation to have when you're young. Um, you know, it's uh, I actually ran into uh, a Livy loser at the mall. And her daughter stopped her daughter, who she, she looked a little. She, she was like a young adult. I don't know what how old she was. It's hard to gauge. Thirteen year olds now, the way they look compared to when I look like at thirteen. <laughs> and she could have been older. She could have been in her twenties. I don't know. She was gorgeous. Um, and she, she stopped me. I was walking by. She's like, "Hey, my mom's a fan." And uh, of course, I ended up talking to the mom. And, you know, she just, obviously, she's done the program, and she feels good, and she looks good, and all those things. And we didn't talk about her weight or how much she lost, just how she's feeling. And I had said to the daughter, like, it's so great for you to go through this and for the daughter to understand that, you know, if you don't want to gain weight, you got to give your body what it needs. You know what I mean? you got to be in tune to your body's needs. And, like, how great is that for her daughter to learn that at such a young age? And so we can really only learn by example, I think, is the best thing. I've, I've talked to a lot of parents who are like, I'm concerned about my children and I'm like you need to lead by example they need to see you eat you need to talk to them about why you're specifically choosing to eat healthy drinking water getting sleep managing your stress like yeah it's okay to want to lose weight that's really really important and you have to kind of say okay this is why maybe you're, you're gaining weight so young kids is hard because their bodies just naturally you'll notice in a growth spurt like they'll put on weight and then all of a sudden they won't eat for like a week and then you know they'll eat you at a house and home and then they'll slim right back down. Um, I remember when my son was like 12, he was kind of, you know, adding a little bit he was kind of getting a little bit, you know, uh, and he was like, I'm going to go on a diet. And, I, and he was real serious. Like, I'm not going to eat McDonald's and I'm going to, I'm going to just get healthy. And he focused on eating healthy. It was just a growth spurt because then he like grew like a foot. He was so tall. He's taller than me now. And he just slimmed right down. And I kept saying to him, bud, this is a growth spurt that you're going through. This is like, at your age, you should be able to have McDonald's and, and have some pop and have some stuff. This is just a growth spurt. And it was, um, you know, so you got to dealing with growth spurts, which are normal for kids to kind of bulk up a little bit and to give their body what it needs. And then, you know, then, then they grow. And then they slim right down. With women, it's hard because there's hormones. So, you know, she could be hitting hormones, you know, at eight a, a lot earlier. Girls hit hormones a lot earlier. It's just, it's very difficult. But And I think the best thing is have open conversations. What I'm very mindful of with this, whether you're eight years old, 18 years old, or 68 years old, is positive internal dialogue. And really avoiding diet dialogue. We don't use the word control. We're not trying to control anything. I mean, although you have control over the choices that you make, we're not trying to control anything. And also moderation. We're not fucking 
eating anything in moderation. We are either choosing to eat it and in tune to our body's needs and eating dissatisfaction, or we're choosing that this shit is so good, I'm gonna overeat it, even though I'm gonna feel like crap, and I'm just gonna move on from it. Like that's in tune, right? Like we're not trying to moderate anything. And so a lot of the words that the diet industry, like plateaus, I did the post the other day on plateaus. Plateaus, you know, we're taught that they're bad and things aren't working, so you need to eat less and exercise more. And, you know, just a lot of the shit the diet industry talks about is just such crap. <laughs> That's funny. A lot of the shit the diet industry talks about is just crap. Um, the living, it reminds me of our new ad, our new tagline. For, we put out this new ad and it's called, um, you know, are, are, you, are you tired of this? Because I was just like, I don't want to put out there, do you want to feel good? Do you want to, I said like, let's first of all, if we're going to like promote, we have this amazing program, amazing community, let's have fun with this. So we put out this ad and it's literally like tired of the same old diet crap, the living method, it's not crap, which is why I'm having a little giggle at that. Um, but you know, who did we have that conversation? Sarah Shulman, who, whose mom at age six told her she was too big, too big for ballet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think one thing that I learned as a mom is the things that you say to your kids, they stick, but you can unsay them. You could say to your kid, like perhaps like, so I have my, I have my daughter, Lucina. And, uh, she's in, she's just, she's just gorgeous. She's a light inside and out. And she's, she you knows she's sort of my height and she's, she's sort of my weight and she's been at university and she's chunking on the weight and she's like, literally she's putting on the pounds and she knows it. And she said to me, Oh, I've gained some weight. It's just student life. Ha ha, whatever. Like she knows she's, she's not as active. It's been the winter time. She's Tony's like, well, maybe you should eat some fruits and vegetables. Like, you know, she's on this budget and she's trying to save money. So she's saving money by not buying. And we're like, we will pay for your fruits and vegetables. Eat healthy. Anyway, she's gained this weight. And she still looks amazing. Don't get me wrong. But it was interesting because while she was home, you know, there's there was a couple times where I almost joked with her about, well, maybe you shouldn't be eating this or like even me. Uh, and she came back and then I thought, oh, my God, no, I'm not saying that because although it's a joke, I don't want her to internalize right? Because she's in a good space about her weight. She's like, ah, oh, once the summer comes, I'll get out. I'll be more active. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. This is just what's happened. Like she was, she seemed to be very healthy in her perspective about the weight that she's getting. We Tony, we're getting married and it's a destination wedding. So she said, I went through my clothes and I'm going to need some new shorts because they don't fit me. And I'm like, don't worry about it. We'll get you some new shorts. We'll make sure you got some clothes that you're comfortable in. Like, don't worry that you've gained this weight. Not, oh my God, you need to diet and lose your weight. So we don't have to buy you new clothes. And so even I really struggled with the, being aware of the things that I was saying to her in knowing that she's gained this weight because right before I was about to say it I'm like if you if she internalized this the wrong way that could be really damaging to her like it might not be funny to her you know and you know a couple things I was going to say well you might want to be mindful of you know eating you know this or that if you, you're worried about your weight but she's not worried about her weight she's not worried about it she recognizes it it's a thing I've gained this weight I'm going to need some new shorts and then I'm going to once the weather gets out I'm going to start being more active school will be done I won't have as much stress and whatever so she has a very healthy perspective of it but I almost like fuck that up for her in in the things that I was going to say to try to be lighthearted. 
it. So I, the things I was saying, it's not that they were like funny, but I was trying to lighten up the conversation around it, but she didn't need me to do that. And in the way that I was going to do it, I think would have caused more damage. So I'm just, I just trying to say, don't be so hard on yourself as a parent. If you don't know the right things to say, you know, and if I would have said that, I probably would have also said that was so wrong for me to say that. And as soon as it would have came out of my mouth, I was able to catch it before I said it. And if I had said it, I've done this a lot to my kids. I even do this now. I say to my kids, you know, I didn't handle that situation the best. I handled it the best I could in the moment, but maybe some of the things that I said to you weren't the best. And, you know, I just want you to know that I'm sorry about that. And that's not really the way I feel. And that's, do you know what I mean? So dieting is, it's messy, man. It's, it's hard to know. People say the weirdest shit when it comes to dieting and it's hard to know what to say to your kids. Um, but just be honest and try to think of like, just before you say the words, try to say, how is this going to make someone, how is this going to make them feel? So I think back and I know obviously I'm, this is how complicated it is. I'm kind of talking in the circles around this. What the best thing you can do is take your kid for a walk, not because they need to exercise because it's just great for their mental health. Do you know what I mean? And it makes you physically feel good. And exercising and moving your body is so great for your mental health. It's so great for your health and wellness. Do you know what I mean? Drink a little water. Hey, let's bring some water while we're out there. Do you know what I mean? So the little things that you can do to lead by example. Um, okay, if I cannot switch over to maintenance, I would just sign up for maintenance. Well, yeah, so it's not, you can't, so... So if you sign up for the spring group and you reach your goal halfway through, amazing. It's still beneficial to follow through on the rest of the program to solidify your weights. Um, and it's also beneficial to go into the maintenance group just for the cold conversation. You don't have to go. Um, you don't have to. Oh, is that you talking about that? You don't have to go. Um, you don't have to go into the maintenance group to know what to do. We, we have all that information there for you. Martha, you're back. Good morning to everyone. Started with the, started well with a nutritionist breakfast. I was wondering what happened to you. Driving to work felt more and more nauseous. Got there, sorted things out, and headed back home. Now getting a headache and back in bed. Is this detox? Maybe a bug? Either way, taking care of me. Yeah, it could probably be a bug. Like my kids have been sick with the throwing up with a, with a stomach bug. I feel like for the hundredth time in the last two months. Um, so yeah, it's probably trust your body. It's probably, probably a bug for sure. I mean, maintenance can make you feel kind of like, sorry, de detox can definitely make you feel off, but should make you feel like sick, excessively sick to your stomach. Um, how to find the maintenance, uh, podcast, just go to our podcast, any podcast platform, search Gina Livy, search maintenance and all the maintenance podcasts will pop up for you. This is my first session, and I realized weeks ago that I will not lose 40 pounds in three months. I, I, yeah, I mean, some people can, depending on the weight that they lose. We've had people lose as much as 80, uh, but it depends on so many variables. Uh, you register for the spring program. Surprisingly, I'm okay with and calm about it. Yeah, because you're you're because you're gonna get there. You're going to lose the weight. You're going to reach your goal. It's just a matter of the time that it's going to take, and for so many reasons, it usually takes longer than we'd like. Um, I'm down 11 pounds and I have a ways to go. 11 pounds in 10 weeks is amazing. It's, am it's amazing. Lost in the healthiest of ways is amazing. My concern is the two week gap in between groups, uh, programs makes me nervous to not have the structure I had been in all this whole season. Okay. Valid. So we actually have a post called bridging the gap in between groups. So we're going to talk about this. Um, you'll have options there. You're probably going to continue with personalizing the food plan, which we're going to introduce in the next couple weeks. So you're, that's what I would suggest is that you're going to continue the food. Like now you can continue with the basics back on track just to kind of like make 
maintain and hold it together. There is a benefit in that if you're not at capacity, you don't want to worry about it. You just kind of want to take a break mentally. You can totally do that. Um, you can also continue with personalizing the food plan, which again, we're going to introduce on Sunday and we're going to do for the last two weeks of the program. So you're going to continue with that uh, until the program starts again. I know you guys are nervous. I'm not nervous for you because you're going to be just fine, but we're going to talk about it regardless. Hi, Katya. After all this learning, I still need to wrap my mind around the fact that it's normal to have a 10 or minus pound fluctuation when you hit your target. Yeah, it's just how your body functions. You're picking up on those fluctuations because you're weighing yourself every day, right? You're going to, your weight's going to continue to fluctuate for a variety of reasons. Gina talking about her weight fluctuation. Wow. I know I'm going to have to do some huge mental work to be comfortable with that and not freak out. Yeah. And this is where that trusting yourself that that testing the waters and maintenance phase is all about trusting right trust and this is and in maintenance what you want to do in maintenance is like when we're losing weight we're learning what weight loss looks like and feels like to us and when you're in maintenance it's going to be what maintenance looks like and feels like to you so the reality is you're going to have seasons in your life you're going to reach your goal and then you're going to continue to be mindful and in tune. You're going to know exactly, like you don't gain 20 pounds and not notice, right? So there's reasons why people gain weight back. They don't put time into maintenance. It's so important to help your body make your new weight, your new norm. You've got to give it time to do that. Um, you know, or they, they don't pick up on situational change. So shit's, hit, shit's hitting the fan in your life. You revert back to old habits. You don't pay attention to what you're eating, you're drinking. You don't manage change in your life and stress. Or, you know, you, you lost your weight at home. Now you got a new job. Now your whole routine has changed and you haven't bothered to adjust to that, right? Not, not managing that and not being mindful. You, you know, you, you have to continue to be mindful and it's not a lot of work. It's just, I, I don't like think, oh, I need to be mindful today. I'm just in tune and that's how I manage. And so you're going to have different seasons in your life. So my weight has been at the higher end of my weight for the last six months because I'm, I'm stressed out. My digestive system, my body's totally completed and just busted, broken down from being sick in the spring, having a stressful summer. And although, you know, if you see me on Instagram, I have a wonderful life. You know, I'm able to travel and do all these things, but that doesn't mean that I don't internalize stress in all the worst ways. And then I've been dealing with this stomach thing where I had to take two rounds of antibiotics. And so this is a season, a, a particular season in my life where my weight is at the higher end. Now, I'm already starting to feel better. Better, and my weight is starting to drop down and you know I would imagine in the next you know few months I'm gonna be back down into my 119 125 range not without actually doing anything different or changing the foods that I'm eating but just doing the things I can to help my body manage with the stress taking my supplements you know being extra mindful to move my body more those kinds of things so you're gonna have seasons where you're just you feel amazing and you're maintaining you know a lower range of your weight and then you're gonna have more stressful times in your life or things are gonna happen in your life that are gonna cause your body to react that's going to be normal you you need to meet yourself where you're at you need to help your body manage where you're at in the things that you're dealing with in your life so it's just how your body's responding to your external environment internally not just mentally but physically how your body's responding right and how you're helping your body cope so your your weight isn't going to hit your one weight and you're going to just stay there that's why you have that range then throughout the month if you have your menstrual cycle you know even with your hormones you're going to notice your weight like when your period hits your weight goes up without you doing anything that's 
your body retaining the water, about to detox, do all the things that it do. Then after a few days after your period is done, your weight is dropped down to your lower low and you feel amazing. So it's just, that's just life. You're going to choose to continue to eat foods that are going to cause your weight to fluctuate. Salty foods, hard to digest foods, whatnot. You're going to choose to, you know what I mean? Like you're, you, you, like, and this is where back on track, you're going to, you're going to back on track. You're going to continue to use once you're in maintenance, whenever you choose to indulge, say you go on way vacation, you eat your face off, you come back, your weight is up. You know, you're going to help your body recover from that vacation. Although it's wonderful and you had a great time, still stressful, right? Especially physically when you're indulging in all these foods. So then you're going to help your body get back on track and then you're just going to get back to living your life. So that is normal. That like you're, we're the only species on the planet that doesn't eat when we're hungry, sleep when we're tired and drink when we're thirsty. We're ignoring our body's cues. We're completely disconnected and we don't know what the fuck we need, not only to lose weight, but in order to maintain our weight and be healthy. So this is like helping you get back to that. We are kind of increasing your metabolism. So your body's working at the most optimal levels. We're getting you in tune with it. So you know what your body needs. But when it comes to that piece of metal, on the scale and the weight that you're measuring, it's going to fluctuate all over the fucking place. It's going to make you crazy. So yes, reconciling that, getting to understand what's normal for you, this is where this is a big part of the work that you're going to do in maintenance because it's just life. It's just like foods. I will have people say when they go in maintenance and they eat like, oh, they had this, I ate this, I ate, I ate some pizza and I feel awful. When am I not going to feel awful? You're always going to feel awful after you eat things that make you feel awful. You always did. It's just chances are you felt like such crap all the time. You didn't know now that you've had a taste of feeling really good when you eat foods that make you feel not so good you pay attention to that and you feel it and so those foods always made you feel like crap they always will make you feel like crap that doesn't mean that you can't eat them it's just that means that when you do eat them you have to recognize that's how they're gonna make you feel so it's not losing weight that made you more sensitive to these foods and how they make you feel it's just you're more in tune to your body now so you know how certain foods are gonna make you feel right so that doesn't mean that you don't still choose to eat them. Like I, I still choose to drink wine, even though I feel like crap the next day. <laughs> but I'm not surprised. So, you know, Sonia and I opened some wine yesterday. I'm glad I did. Mentally, I had a great conversation with her. Mentally, I feel amazing today. We laughed. We drank wine. It was like exactly what I needed with the, some, of the, some of the stress that I'm dealing with this week. Physically, I feel like ball sack. I feel horrible. I feel like garbage. My brain's not working. My voice. But was it worth it? Absolutely. And so the same thing with foods. You're going to make, you're going to choose to eat foods that are going to make you feel like crap. Sometimes they're worth it. You know what I mean? So that's going to go hand in hand with the choices that you're making and how you're feeling and where you're at. And so your weight's going to continue to fluctuate. So this, you know, think about that, right? Like, and a lot of people just think that, oh, I lose my weight. I'm stuck at one weight for the rest of my life. And that's how it is. When no, that's not reality, which is why losing weight is hard, which is why maintaining weight is hard because we don't put the emphasis on dealing with the mental stuff while we're losing weight in most of those dep deprivation diets. You're just simply eating less, exercising more. It's not helping you work through anything. It's not helping you learn anything. It's not helping you work through anything. It's not helping you be connected to your body. It's disconnecting you, right? Which is why this process is so different. Uh, hi, Christine. Good morning. My third program. Next week, I turn 55. Happy birthday. And this is the first birthday that I can actually say I feel like the new 30. Yes, down 43 pounds. Feel amazing. My huge non-scale victory this week is for the first spring, as long as I can remember, I'm excited to be wearing spring clothes and not having to hide my body behind my bulky winter. Oh, I just love this for you. Oh, I love this for you. And this is going to be the reality for a lot of you is that this is going to be the first summer that you're not going to have to lose weight or 
you're already well on your way to feeling your best. You may not reach your goal by the time summer rolls around, but you're going to feel the best you possibly can. That is huge. I want this, I know some of you are going to have to work out a little bit longer, for, for to be the last summer you ever need to to worry about losing weight. You're just rolling into summer, not needing to lose weight, just feeling confident and comfortable in your skin. Do you know what I mean? That's what we want. That's what we want every day for you, to lose your weight in a way that you just live your life and don't have to worry about losing weight. Do you know what I mean? Season to season, losing weight for summer, losing my weight for the new year, losing my weight for the holidays, losing my weight for this vacation, losing my weight for that wedding, losing my weight for my birthday. You just lose it and you just maintain it and then you move on for the rest of your life. I love this. I love this. Now, before I go. Make sure you get signed up for the spring summer group. Again, this is not a sales. I don't I do not have to sell this program at this point. That next summer, spring summer is going to be our 20th program. The program sells itself, which is why it always sells out. Do not forget to sign up. There are not going to be any discounts to wait for. There's no promo codes to wait for. It's $75. Get signed up. Every program sells out, and especially the spring summer group. People are feeling like the pandemic is winding down. They're going to be ready as soon as that nice weather comes. Do you know what I mean? So get signed up. I say this because we have so many people who even though they're members of the program tell their friends tell their family and then they forget to sign themselves up forget to sign themselves up so make sure you do that I gotta go um, I'm loving these conversations the last couple weeks because this is just where we're at I know I keep saying that <laughs> it's just so true you guys are bang on for where you need to be and the conversations you're having in your journey at this point um, make sure you uh, take time to honest, honestly to to listen to those segments, the spill the tea segments, all of them. So good, even though they they're on previous weeks. The guest part is just there's so much to be learned from that. Because remember, we invite people who've done the program before. People are at different phases and stages in their journey. So make sure you check those out. I gotta go. I'm procrastinating. Have an amazing day, everyone, and I'll check in later. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.